0: What's good, JV? Oh,
1: you know man, Monday afternoon, Memorial Day.
0: Monday afternoon Memorial Day, man. Um, just a quick note, you know. Uh being that it's Memorial Day, mm-hmm. we have the ability to be off. Works. Yes. Uh today we honor the fallen military personnel of our great US armed forces. So, like always, raise a glass to you. America. Delish. Awesome.
1: Been a been a rainy one though, man. I just got a rainy back. rainy weekend.
0: You know, I've been going to Myrtle Beach for the past couple of Memorial weekends. Yeah, and it says it's gonna rain every year, like the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> this time it actually did. Oh my goodness! It was just a torrential downpour, right? And like, not like a summer rain. Right, it was cold.
1: And disgusting. <laughs> yeah, like the the real warm just kind of comes down for a little bit, and then it feels terrible right afterwards. Kind of
0: yeah, rain. No, no, no. Like a winter rain is what it felt like. Gotcha. Right, that cold rain. You know when the rain is so cold when it hits the back of your neck, it's really <laughs> just like uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where you do
1: one of these numbers. You're not, you're not gonna walk that one out on the beach. Right? No, you ain't gonna no. just hang out while it rains a little bit. No, Got it me. was so bad. <laughs> um, I really just wanted
0: the. Rain to stop. Yeah, yeah. We're Supposed to golf. Uh, you know, hang out on the beach, and we we ended up going to Top Golf. I saw that yesterday. I saw you check in. Yeah. Um, obviously I won. Uh, Tell uh, Rico Baker who was on our inception yeah? pod season oh boy. one or two. Um, I'm better than him. <laughs> he at top Golf. Got
1: that. Got that dub at Top Golf. Got that dub. So
0: and then our boy Xavier was there as well. He nice. did. He's actually pretty solid. All right. Uh, not
1: better than me though. You know, I don't I don't know anybody who would be. Top golf goat. I don't is what I am. I don't talk to anybody else that golfs much <laughs> or talk about golf with anybody else. <laughs> Just me. <Yeah. laughs> have you uh been to Top Golf? Yes. What do you what do you think, man? It was a good time. Yeah. I mean I'm terrible at it, but it was fun. It was a work event. Nice. Yeah, somebody took us up there to go have some after work beverages and dinner and had some golf balls. Always a good time. Yeah.
0: Always a good time, man.
1: There was always like two guys there that could just were just ridiculous at it. Yeah. And then everybody else is just kind of knocking them off the edge of the net. <laughs> <laughs> and if you make it off the net, it's you know it's a good time.
0: There's the there was um our server the bay next to us left so he cleaned everything up mm-hmm. and then he just like hit like twenty thirty golf balls and oh, he was just killing it there you like, go. he does that every day yeah. You know what I mean? So if there's an open bay or or office perk, work on his his swing, man. So very dope. But no, it was not a bad Memorial weekend. We made the most of it. Gotcha. Found a cigar shop. Oh, um, it was dope. Um, and also, Xavier, the buddy is with. Mm -hmm. He is actually a, uh, Johnson and Wales okay culinary master. Yes, chef. Um, hooked it up. Save money. Oh, hooked it up in the in the suite. We had a full kitchen. All right, kill that thing, man. Something wrong with
1: that dude. Sometimes that's better than the the food around the area. You're
0: right, man. I was yeah. not trying to get no calabash. Yeah. Everybody in model <laughs> so, was trying to get calabash.
1: <laughs> What's the other? Was it
0: triggerfish?
1: Is that another thing down yep. there? Yeah.
0: That is it, man. That is it, brother. I don't know what that means. But. Hey man, but it's but it's it's down there though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna move into some movie news here. uh Oh, got us a little Memorial Weekend oh, update. Boy. Oh boy, yeah, man, oh. love that sound, bro. <laughs> Patent pending, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, team. Um, so it's the 15th anniversary of Iron Man. So we had a bunch of conversations between, uh, like, this twenty-three minute conversation between uh, John Favreau and Kevin Feige. Yeah, but what I parsed out of there, what I thought was interesting, is that Robert Downey Jr., who is definitely known for being Iron Man, yep, uh, was once tapped to play Doctor Doom in the two thousand
1: and five Tim story. Uh, Fantastic Four movie. That's where we got Michael Fassbender, right? Is that Michael Fassbender?
0: No, we got the dude from uh, Nip Tuck. Yeah, two thousand. So oh, no, okay, I
1: got you. Wrong, yes. wrong, wrong
0: year. Wrong year. So <laughs> the one, yeah, the one with um Chris Evans. Yeah, yeah. As we got it was Chris Evans and Jessica Alba and. Michael Chiklis, and Ian Grafauld or whatever, and then it was the guy who played in Nip Tuck, Adrian something, who played him. But, man, think about if Downey played Dr. Doom. I don't think he'd be a a treasured icon like he is right now.
1: Yeah, uh, he kind of took his own franchise, right? Like, he made it. He took that and made it his his thing, his baby, and um as far as the Iron Man character, made it to where he's the guy. Yep. Um as we kind of saw in the Fantastic Four films, Doctor Doom kind of he kinda comes and goes in those movies.
0: Yeah, and he's not really important. Yeah. He's yeah. like
1: the villain in the first one.
0: He's just kind of there in the second one. But it would have been a nominal payday for Downey and it wouldn't have Launched him into this startup in popularity that he has now, yeah, you know what I mean downey's always been there since weird science um but
1: I and I don't know why uh I don't know why I was thinking that was Michael Fassbender, this guy I mean Julian McMahon, yeah yeah they 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 have a resemblance, but I haven't seen that movie in a while. <laughs> but yeah, for some reason I thought it was him, but I, I got my you now. I had to look it up real quick. I was like, something's not right. Here. Yep. yep. <laughs> Best known for, uh,
0: being the stud doctor in Nip Tuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fantastic show, uh, from good old FX days mm. when, they, when they were edgy, they were
1: doing, doing some stuff, doing yeah. some
0: stuff. But, but yeah, man, I thought this was, was really cool that he like even screen tested for it. Yeah. Um, And he eventually did go to McMahon, probably because he was a liability still, RDJ. Even though this is three
1: years before Iron Man, um, he was definitely like a liability. Yeah, I mean, that reputation is uh, something that doesn't get left behind too easily. Especially when talking about million-dollar movies. But then, like, you know,
0: and I always say, like, yeah, he still could have done Doctor Doom and Iron Man Typically, that doesn't happen. Yeah, especially with like that short of time. That's three years. but um, well, you're you're finishing production and then you're starting production with another superhero movie. Yeah, Chris Evans. It was two or three years. No, it was actually four. F- it was almost five years, half a decade later. Yeah, before he was in another superhero movie. He didn't want to do it at first. Yeah, uh, before he took hold of that. So, I get it, man. But <laughs> who? It's hard to see anybody else as uh, Tony Stark, Yep. Tony Stank. Um, <laughs> if you could pick one actor other than RDJ, who would it mm.
1: be? Don't do that, man. That's, that's terrible. I'm question. doing it, man. That's a horrible question. I'm doing it, man. That's a horrible question. Cause doing I'm doing it. I've never thought about that. Like, I don't, just off the top of my head, I don't know... I don't know anybody who would have the charisma to to, to do that. Oh, to, oh to, perfectly cast. To to well, I guess you got two scenarios, right? You got a or we're thinking about a follow up to to Downey as Iron Man, or who was the guy who took it over to begin with. Yeah. Um uh, Wow. That's a tough question. I will say, man, perfectly
0: cast. That's a tough question. RDJ was perfectly cast there. I I am a big fan and and you know this of Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. And obviously he was in the mix of, you know, in 2005 yeah. he doing The Dark Knight, 2008 I mean, doing the Batman Begins and that. So he was already in a superhero franchise. Yeah. But like for me, I I feel like after watching him be The Dark Knight and then him in Vice, um as Dick Cheney, mm-hmm. the man can do anything. Oh, no, 100%. So, yeah. Like if you need a a, a really cool. He's already did like the the cool slick back hair, suit, oh, yeah. everything. He can pull that role off. Could he do it as good as Robert Downey
1: Jr.? No, of course not. But um, I think there's a there's a certain quality that Downey has as this person that he brought to it. But at the same time, like you said, Christian Bale may have been able to do, do that because they kind of had just open book, right? Yeah. They were writing this movie as they were making it, yeah. so he might have been able to. He might have been able to do it and pull it off just as well. And would
0: he actually be able to do that? Like, you know, he's an actor who needs a a a good heavy script already done yeah. to read the lines and be able to interpret right there. Downey Jr. was like, "Okay, we're just making this up on the fly. Let's go."
1: And Downey does a lot of movie and characters kind of in the same realm, right? Serious but comedy at the same time. So he's kind of got that in. He's had it in for a long time doing yeah. those kind of roles. Uh, but that's a that'd be a great choice. I bet it'd be pretty awesome anyways. I
0: think so. I think so. Hey guys, so this is a reporter from the Hollywood Reporter. We'll throw us on our socials. Um, who do you think would have made a fantastic Iron Man if it wasn't for RDJ And would RDJ have been a good Doctor Doom? Let us know. All right, guys. So something that I have been uh, noticing the last couple of years is, you know, the powerhouse for animated films has Mm -hmm. always been Pixar. Right. Right. Uh, Cars, Toy Story, um, just, you know, obviously they just have a bunch of movies that they just kick out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they move.
0: Um, Close to like, you know, Ratatouille and all that, Wally, Coco, all that. Um, But lately- they have not been <laughs> producing like Normal Man. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if it's like, they're not, they're like, I, I don't know what it is. Like, Soul, Inside Out, Luca, Light, Lightyear, they were okay movies. Yeah. But they weren't like. The, yeah. No, I'm with you. Ratatouille. While, you know, like, they weren't great movies, yeah, like those man. movies were. Yeah, this is like weird to see such a powerhouse studio that Disney bought for seven billion dollars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I feel like it's probably just that, right? The, the movies themselves aren't, um, scripts and things like that just weren't cutting it.
0: For last little while, like out of these last couple of ones, right, the only two that I watched was Soul, why Jamie Foxx, and Lightyear, obviously Chris Evans, right, right. But like Soul was okay, it was kind of a letdown. I was expecting mm. more. Gotcha. And then Lightyear was like, we didn't need this. <laughs> yeah. What is going on with Pixar is my question, mm. right? Um, because then on the other end, we have. Imagination Studios with Universal. Right. Uh, and they're killing it. Super Mario Bros. movie, billion dollars. Got mean, yeah. Minions, billion dollars. All the Spickle Minions. Will be Every Minions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Every minion Billion is. dollars, man. Yeah.
0: They are getting the kids in the seat, the kids and the parents in the seat to see these movies, man. And it looks like Pixar is not. Like yeah. even their new movie, Elemental, yeah, which was their big, like, we're going to try to compete with imagination, and mm-hmm. it's falling short. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, Pixar, do they do, I know they do all these full animated movies, but are they doing other animations just for Disney, like in any movie?
0: No, so the Pixar name is just the Pixar name.
1: Yeah, that's that's the just the animation studio where they make everything. They don't, they are kind of like
0: Marvel Studios. I gotcha. Where they're they're under the Disney banner, they're both under the Disney banner. Mm-hmm. But like Marvel's over here, Pixar's over here. Walt Disney Animation is like here, yeah, right, like in a separate where they don't. They probably use the same technologies and mm-hmm. stuff, but they don't really like their script writers and their storytellers and stuff. It's they don't. They they're all siloed.
1: Well, I didn't know if maybe it was a resource thing. At that point, maybe they were working on some other stuff and kind of slacked on those things, but sounds like they just are not doing well. Just not. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's what it kind of came down to. Like, <laughs>
0: Lightyear, Turning Grad, Luca, Soul, Onward was actually pretty dope, but, like, their, their last big banger was, like, Toy Story 4. Mm-hmm. Made a billion dollars. I don't think they've made a billion dollars since in a movie. Um... And that's and that's wild because Super Mario Bros is definitely on on track.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, maybe it's just a uh, just a uh, what do you call it a um, a slump in their creation, or maybe they're just falling behind on the tech. Or- I guess,
0: like, I guess the reason why like I'm even bringing this up right is, um. They were just always a powerhouse, billion-dollar franchise. Yeah, from two thousand and nineteen, going back, Toy Story Four billion dollars, mm-hmm. Credibles two billion dollars, Coco, uh, eight hundred and fourteen million, right? Like, just crazy. Th- Since then, not as much, and maybe it's the COVID effect. But like, is it really the COVID effect when Minions three? Made a billion, (laughs) yeah. When um, *Sicko Me* three *Minions* made a billion, and *Sicko Me* three made a billion, and then *Super Mario Bros* just hit a billion as well. Yeah, like
1: you. That's what I'm saying. Maybe it's it's what is imagination doing that, um, Pixar is not. Well, I think for these last few movies for Pixar, it's just not been great movies. Yeah. It's just been movies you just are very underwhelmed even by the trailers, really. Because like Lightyear, you know, we saw the trailer and we're like, "All right, well, I want to see what's going on," but you know, not too excited about it. Um, but we watched the Super Mario one, even though that is, you know, you say it's, you could say it's nostalgia, but so is Toy Story. But it, exactly, but but Lightyear was had nothing to do with Toast Story. That's I think that was kind of the problem. They're trying yeah. to do something different to cash in a little bit, and nobody wanted to hear it because Tim Allen wasn't in it. I think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I will say Chris Evans did his thing though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As like
0: the voice, but uh, of well, buzz, have, but
1: and you have that in a lot of movies where the characters are or the actors are awesome, but just the movie don't don't do them favors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guys, what do you think here? Um,
0: do you think that Pixar is a studio of the past? Do you think <laughs> imagination? Or is there another studio that Maybe. is is kicking tail that you are really excited about? Maybe we need to
1: buy Pixar while they're, while they're down on their luck. Hey, man, I can, throw a, couple, I can throw a couple shekels in. <laughs> <laughs> Figure yeah, it out, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. Make it happen, guys. All <laughs> right, guys.
0: This story is also reported from, from The Hollywood Reporter. We'll throw this on our socials. Let us know your thoughts. Awesome. All right, so you have Memorial Day there. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I'm Clyde Smith. And I'm Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we are discussing a trailer for Joyride, The Meg 2, in our Movie of the Week, Javi's favorite movie, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Excited to talk
1: about it. <laughs> You already know how I feel about <laughs> You knew when you picked this movie. <laughs>
0: hey, team. Um, we got a girl's trip to Asia movie, and our oh guy yeah. Jason Statham was still throwing hands with sharks. Mm. Uh, catch all our full reactions on our YouTube page, available through our link tree, in the show notes. Take out. I'm, I'm getting perfect, better. Perfect. I'm getting better at it, All right, team. We have Joyride. According to IMDb, it follows four Asian-American friends as they bond and discover the truth of what it means to know and love who you are while they are traveling through Asia in search of one of their birth mothers. Man, um, first and foremost, uh, love the cast. Yes. Uh, love the premise, love the setup, man. Um, you know, we we have been, we've seen like, you know, like the Sex in the City girls, right? right? We've even seen like, Queen Latifah and her crew of black girls kind of go on adventures and stuff mm-hmm. like that, right? We've not seen as much Asian representation like we're seeing in this movie, man. Um, Stephanie Shu, Ashley Park, um, some others here, uh, Sherry Cola, and some others that I don't know, but Sabrina Wu. So, you know, we got, yeah. we got some players here, man. And it looks like they all kind of bring their own flair and style to this movie. Mm-hmm. in like, the comedy yeah the, and them working off each other man that's going to be that's going to be fun
1: yeah they um they seem to have a really good chemistry in the trailer exactly uh they have good chemistry they're you know they're just having some fun right they're being you know well, I guess they're in their 20s ish maybe um you know they letting it all out having some fun there's no – it doesn't seem like there's any holding back with this one. Especially no. if it's got Seth Rogen taking care of it. <laughs> uh, so, we're going to see some weird stuff, man. going to be some weird stuff going on.
0: Yeah, man. And, you know, these movies, they're kind of self-discovery. They're they're yeah. raunchy. Um, they're kind of wild. There's a lot of cussing and, and you know, bad. But there's always – especially, like, with older Seth Rogen now – in the movies that he produces. Yeah, he don't care anymore. There's always a, but there's always <laughs> like a meaning, right? There's right, always like yeah, a, yeah. of a let's find the silver lining in this weird world that we're building. Um So that that meaning of self-discovery about, you know, finding who they are and looking for their birth mother, right? That's probably going to hit home for, for some people. Right. And that's going to be very important, right? A lot of um, Asians... Are adopted from Asia to live in the United States, right? With a with a uh, an American family, right? So just that be able to kind of go back and understand who you are, yeah, who you came from and everything. Um This might hit home for some people, oh, then, yeah. right? Crazy Rich Asians was dope just to kind of see that representation, but this is going to flow more into. Uh, what we want to see, right? That yeah, that yeah, abstract representation from these four four ladies, man. And I say this: bring the comedy, bring the comedy, man. I'm really excited about it. So, guys, we're gonna throw Joyride on our social media accounts. We have a few awesome. of them. Check out the link tree in our show notes. Uh, I put another note there. I saw. Or I heard. <laughs> I didn't see it, but I heard it. Um, but guys, yeah, let us know your thoughts on <laughs> Joyride. You excited for this one? Uh. Let us know.
1: All right,
0: all right guys. Hey. So we have the Meg 2, The Trench. Uh, according to IMDb, currently the plot is unknown.
1: It's the <laughs> sequel to the 2018 <laughs> film, The Meg. It's unknown. What? We saw the plot <laughs> in the trailer. It's is so
0: ridiculous, man. Okay. So, all right. First question is, did you watch the first one?
1: Yeah, I watched the first
0: one. Okay. Second question. Did you enjoy the first one?
1: I did enjoy the it first one. It was a damn good time, <laughs> dude. It's it's a, you know, it's a movie you just you just let it be what it is and, and just enjoy it. Just
0: enjoy Jason Statham <laughs> putting hands on a shark. You know what I mean? Like that's literally the movie, bro. Man, uh, I mean, he's punched and kicked, right? Yeah, and yeah. shot every human on the planet. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He's 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 done it all, seen it all. Um his next venture, his new venture now is
1: Sharks. Yeah,
0: We'll mess some damn sharks this, up.
1: And this one looked like we had some, some like a, a, a discovery of a dinosaur island or something. Maybe I'm not really sure what was going on there. I, I'm I'm
0: guessing that was like that. Only, that okay. So a couple things that probably is only going to be in the trailer to show like. A, just showing like, how massive this Meg is that it like can take down a T-Rex. No, no. Or, there, there
1: there was a guy hitting one of those same things with a shovel. Oh, I missed that. I'm pretty sure that's what I saw.
0: I missed that.
1: Yeah. But there's going to be a bunch of stuff coming out of that trench,
0: though. Yes. Right? There was a Kraken and everything. The, yeah, <gasps> we got the humongous octopus. Yeah, or squid. I'm not
1: sure what um, it was yet, but we'll
0: figure it out. But like, I love the movie poster here. It's the damn little... Little uh, doggy. Was it? Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's just so weird. Right?
0: Oh, boy. Like, I wonder if that's the same dog from the first movie. <laughs> um, Guys, I will say the Meg is one of my guilty pleasures <laughs> that I will never tell anybody that I'm watching, but I will put on. And it's just
1: two hours of just dumb entertainment. I, I love their little motto here on the posters. It's like, new Meg. New Meg, New Chum, <laughs> actually, some of them say New Meg, old Chum, they're just so the now,
0: they're just laying into the ridiculous, and um, I'm, I'm really about it,
1: <laughs> and you know Jason Statham is just uh, he's such a serious person in any movie he's in.
0: you know how we talked about last week how everybody was serious, and Jason Moa is out there having the best time of his life with Fast X, yeah. Like these movies, everybody's out there having the best time of their life making this movie. Jason Statham <laughs> is like taking this shit seriously. He's, he's, got, like he's a, got business, man. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, bro, can we get to the third act, man? Yeah. So I can put hands on this damn thing, please. Po-
1: power bomb, a meg. <laughs> got a bomb oh man, I, gotta I, gotta give the meg the people's elbow, man. And you know, just the just the whole thing with like. These super suits that they can go down in, like, the deepest trench and and get out and hang out in these crazy suits. Yeah. And great time. You know what? Super excited. If
0: But if a Meg is that
1: big and I have a super suit on, I'm going
0: to allow it to eat me. Just and I'm just going to have, like, a torch yep. on me. Pull a Drax. Yes. Just, <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah. From the beginning of the, front of the yeah. second movie, yeah. That's uh, exactly how you take care of these things, man. Just kill it from the inside. Jeez. Guys, we have the Meg to the Trench. Um, I know I don't sound excited about it, but I really am, <laughs> and I will be seeing this in the theaters. There's not, um, a, lot of, there's
1: not a lot of words to, it, to say about these movies other than just watch them. Yeah. Yeah, man. I can just, just give them a watch.
0: And, you know, when I was creating the – you know, we had the conversation when I was creating the – um. Outline for the next few weeks, right? You know, the Meg Two came up, and I was like, dude, uh, we, there would be not much for us to talk about, though. It would just be like nah, we, we can that one out. scene and this, and right. There was no like, there's, there's
1: no substance there, right? Man, but it's but it's fun. It, it's a it's a topic we can we can go through in passing, definitely. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I agree. It's gonna be. Hey, did you see him punch that shark in the nose? <laughs> You see him punch the other shark in the nose, <laughs> or you see him hit that shark with the other shark?
0: <laughs> <laughs> he took the, took two sharks' heads, smashed them together. Okay, <laughs> only Jason Statham could do that. Bro. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No harpoons in his in his belt in his little thing anymore. So, all right, guys, we're gonna throw this on our socials, the Meg to the Trench. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, Jason Statham and the little dog is back, guys. So. <laughs>
1: Um, before we move into anything, yeah, man, you uh, checked out? Well, you've been gone all weekends, so probably not. Um, there's a show on Netflix that's hit called Fubar, with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Monica uh, Barbaro.
0: I've seen the trailer. That's uh, a it's a father daughter thing where yeah he finds he's in the he's in some secret agency yeah. and then
1: finds out that she's also in the same <laughs> secret agency right yeah for like ten or fifteen years or something like that. <laughs> They've been in the same agency. Um it was about four episodes of the season and it's pretty pretty good time so far. So
0: with my Netflix, uh last Thursday I got a I, I share. Don't oh, yeah, don't yeah. get me uh oh, Netflix oh, guys, no. but I but I share it with a buddy. He sent me the screenshot of the email that he received and said, yeah. we're gonna crack down on this. I have not been back on Netflix since.
1: Well What's going to happen is it's going to ask you to, um, like, verify a certain device. So, you can only use so many devices anyways. So, I think you have to verify different devices that are going to be used. Whether or not that's affected by, like, different households, I'm not sure.
0: Well, it's, it wasn't in the Smith budget. Um, I allocated some funds, <laughs> okay, for a Netflix account. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just
1: gonna wait it out, see what happens.
0: I'm just gonna wait it out. Yeah, and yeah, and see what happens, man. I got the coin waiting, right there. Um, so yeah, we'll yeah. See. But I have not been on Netflix since like was there Thursday when I got that text.
1: Yeah. So that was uh when you get chance check that one out for episodes. It was pretty pretty good time so far.
0: You know, I I, I came back from the beach today and uh. I started watching. I watched the last episode of Succession, the season oh, series finale. Nice. Man, that was intense. Yeah. Really good. Highly recommend if you guys watch Succession, let me know your thoughts on how it ended. Fan, how else did you want it to go down? I perfectly loved it myself. Uh, everybody got their damn comeuppance. Yeah. Um, but I turned on a really good movie. Okay. Kingsman, The Secret Service. Mm.
1: The first one? First one, yeah. Just, just a good movie,
0: man. <laughs> Samuel Jackson as the villain. It's yeah. so good. So I got about 45, 45 more minutes left of that. Oh, nice. I'm going to finish up. So we just got done with the um,
1: church scene. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's a, every, those fight scenes are so intense. They, they really are awesome, yeah. man. So. Some good choreography. Uh, but I need you to check out Dirty Grandpa at some point. Yes. And give talk. So, so funny.
0: Once again, Robert De Niro and Zach Efron, all right? Yes. Yeah, that's one I'd, I've seen Bad Grandpa multiple times. Yeah, yeah. With Johnny Noc- Knoxville, but okay. Okay, I'm on it. Yeah, give that one a shot for Added me. Add
1: it to the list there. Yeah, <laughs> that's a long list.
0: <laughs> Forever growing, never yeah, shrinking.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. All right. All right, brother, you ready to jump into this week's movie? Yes, sir. All right, team. We have here Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Don't get too excited now, okay? Uh, This movie was dropped back in 1992. Uh, I was five years old. Same. You were also five because we're Mm. the same age. Yes. Um, Other notable 1992 films, White Men Can't Jump, The Last of the Mohicans, Encino Man, Mm. Reservoir Dogs, Patriot Games, The Bodyguard, little Kevin Costner action for you, My Cousin Vinny, good flick. Three Ninjas came out in 1992. Nice. Right? Nice. Batman Returns, mm. the Keaton. We're going to get Keaton in just like, what, a couple of yeah, weeks? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's so two, good. Two movies down, right? Two movies down, baby. Oh, boy. And then a few good men. Mm. Aaron Sorkin's movie, with Tom Cruise, with the amazing line, "You can't handle the truth," just fantastic film, guys. Um, sure. Glen Gary Glenn Ross is directed by James Foley. It's written by David Mamet from his 1994, uh, excuse me, not 191984 Pulitzer Prize-winning play of the same name.
1: We had a budget of 12.5 mil and it grossed 10.7 mil at the box office. Starting this, we have Jack Lemmon as Sheldon Levine, Al Pacino as Richard Roma, Alec Baldwin as Blake, Alan Arkin as George Arenal, Ed Harris as Dave Moss, Kevin Spacey as John Williamson, Jonathan Price as James Link, Bruce Altman as Larry Spannel, and Jude Casalella as Detective Balin. All
0: right, all right, all right. <laughs> JV, like you so eloquently do, man. Go ahead and give us a quick synopsis, brother.
1: Uh yes, for this movie we have uh some salesmen that try to sell property to keep their jobs. Yep. That's, uh, that's, that's right. that's the whole thing. <laughs> let's go <laughs> let's go
0: ahead and jump in t- to this one, man. <clears throat> yes sir. All right, James, so starting off at the top here, we have the legendary Jack Lemmon as Sheldon, Shelley the Machine mm-hmm. Levine. And this guy, he plays the um, elder statesman, real estate salesman. Okay. Um, but we are introduced to him in this movie as him having a a bad string of luck, right? In regards to selling, man. But he wants it. He just wants a break. Yeah. He knows if he just gets one break, he's back in the game.
1: So he's got a what a daughter that he's caring for, or something or other like mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah. He's uh really shows his passion, but also we see that he's just not able to close,
0: you know, it, it it's, um, signs of the time. Right. Right. Where the passing of the guard kind of happens is regard, especially like between him and Al Pacino's character, Richard Roma, mm-hmm. where, um, you know, Shelley is, Sheldon is known as the machine. Like this guy yeah. is the best of the best. And if he can't get it done, none of these other guys can get it done. Right. Um, but then we have – we'll talk about Al Pacino in a few minutes, and he's the, the top closer. Yep. But maybe his practices are a little sketchy. Uh, maybe he's not playing it the right way. Yeah. But it's, but actually, thinking about it, a lot of these guys ain't playing it the right way. Man. Yeah, they're,
1: they're being salesmen, being kind of uh, – Shady, crooked. Sh- <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Lying. I just got off a plane. But yeah, sleazy.
0: Sleazy is a very –
1: Sleazy, that's the word we want. Good – Fantastic word, man. But
0: <laughs> you know, I I like Jack Lemon in this role because, you know, throughout the entire movie it seems like he just needs a break, but he stays positive the entire time, right? Yeah. And through the through even like the break in, you know, there's talk about it. We don't know exactly who did it. Right. And that's kind of the core of that second part of the movie. Um down to like not knowing exactly who he did it. So it's just seeing that flip and change, like I was blown away to find out, right, right, who it was, um, which is how positive and stuff that he was, man. Um, yeah, legendary Jack Lemon, man. It was it was great to see him yes in the flip. Al Pacino is Richard Roma, the office's top closer. Talk to me, brother.
1: Oh uh, yeah, kind of your opposite of Jack Lemon here. Uh- we seem to have some history together, you kind of learning off of each other. Um but Richard Roma is selling. He's he's getting it done. Killing the game. And, you know, we find out, you know, he's not he's doing it because he's being sleazy. Very <laughs> uh, he's making things happen and and pushing people and talking people into something and then lying about it. Uh and I think that goes along with uh Jonathan Price, right, his character, mm-hmm. is the one we actually see uh, Richard Roma talking with and discussing. He's like, yeah, it's going to be fine, whatever, whatever. And then Kevin Spacey comes out. is like, yeah, we cashed your check a few days ago. <laughs> Just, you know, had no idea what was going on. Just like, yeah, you're good to go, man. All excited for him. Yep. We bought your your property's good. We cashed your check. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Hook, line, and you, yeah. but we're good. Yeah. We're good, man. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he was, he was in a lot of the movie, and he was just kind of sitting at his desk, you know, trying to figure out what's going on and trying to work out this customer, uh, which was like, which was like, a, okay,
0: so like, and I you split this movie up in two acts, right? Yeah, you split this movie up in like the first night, mm-hmm. and the next day, right? right? Yeah, and that first night we get we don't get much Richard Roma. But what we do get is like the silver tongue, smooth talking, um, closing a deal, slick back hair type of salesman, right? Mm -hmm. And then like the second act, we get him still with those skills, but him like weaving through our James Link's intentions. on want to pull it back. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's having difficulties, but I also like it because like uh, Sheldon is like, Working with him right to make sure that he closes the deal, so even though like Sheldon is having a, a uh, string of bad luck as far as closing, yeah, he's still like helping Richard, kind of his ring wingman, right? Be his wingman in regards to that, man. You got this meeting over here, bro. We yeah. gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. Um, so I definitely did enjoy that, man. So to see the, the dichotomy between this really smooth talking at the bar, um, salesman, and then him literally backpedaling. Him just trying to find a way out to make sure that James Link, the the guy that he closed, um stays with, with the deal. Yeah. Um so that was that was really cool. Dichotomy, man. All right. Obviously, like my favorite character in the movie, <laughs> Alec Baldwin, right as Blake, one of the firm's top salesmen, uh since we motivate the room. Now <laughs> I've I've heard these terms before. Yeah. You know, always be closing. Mm-hmm. Uh didn't know it was from this play, didn't know it was from this movie. Gotcha. Um coffees for closers, right? That's something I've I've heard <laughs> as well. Uh I didn't know it was from this play. didn't know it was from right. this movie, man. But that's like when it happened, you're just like,
1: ah, that's where it
0: came from. Like a light bulb went off in my
1: head. I just start using that at work more. <laughs> Everybody, somebody getting coffee. Coffee's for closers, guys. We got work to do. Yeah, we got work to do, man. Put that <laughs> shit down. Um, we we'll do that
0: with our salesman yeah. in our office, um, but he came in, man, with the intentions to disrupt these guys, man. Yeah, and not be nice about it, and even what it was like. Um, uh Ed Harris is scared. You can't treat us like this. He's like, yeah, I can, and I will <laughs> yeah. continue to. You know, you're you're slime. Like he just degraded the crap yeah. out
1: of them. Yeah, you're not closing. You're not making money. You're not making us money, so we don't need you here. That's just wild, man. You
0: know, that's, that's how they made not, it work. Or this the was nineteen eighty four when this yeah. play, when this play was written. Um,
1: yeah, they don't they don't play by the same rules anymore. Not anymore, yeah. man.
0: That's a lawsuit right waiting. Yeah, <laughs>
1: they're
0: gonna own Glen, Gary Glenn Ross. Yeah, can't, even, can't
1: even walk in in a suit like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but down to like the brass balls that he pulled out, man. Like, yeah. Good gosh, H- man. HR's nightmare.
1: HR H- nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> back in back
0: in 84, literally Kevin Spacey's character is like the boss, HR, everything, yeah. man. Yeah. All the points. So he has to yep. handle all of that. So just wild, man. And I, I really loved it. Uh, I don't want to go too much in detail. It's he literally has one scene.
1: Yeah, but it's pretty good. He's It's the best scene yeah. in the
0: movie and it it, it also explains why these guys are so intense on wanting to sell. Yeah. Because he threatens to fire them.
1: Yeah. I think he does fire them, right? Yeah. Right now y'all are fired. Yes. uh, What? Like by next week. (laughs) Yeah. If you don't go for sale by next week, you're definitely fired. Yes. So He fires them in the future. (laughs) The only way they can recoup
0: their, their job is to close. Yeah. Um, and do everything they can. So there's, there's added pressure on these guys, man. So right. that's kind of what this movie is about. It was a, that was an integral, even though it was one scene, it was really integral. All right, we got Alan Arkin as George uh, Aaron now, uh sure. office salesman. Alan Arkin was dope in this role. Um, He was somebody that you can. Kind of throw ideas off of, and he was just yeah. like that—that that middle of the road
1: office. He, he was that every man in the so, office. So those two guys, the George and Dave, Alan Arkin and Ed Harris. Yeah, I don't really remember which one of those is which, just because they were kind of—I don't know—I just didn't catch. We didn't the see, name of each character. We didn't see Ed Harris in the
0: second act. The next gotcha, day. gotcha. Yeah, Alan Arkin kept on coming back in the the room.
1: On the second. Trying day. to figure out what's going on, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Right. Okay. I got you. Okay.
0: Yeah, so that that's two. But um, you know, he just he's just an office salesman and he's trying to close, but he doesn't seem as stressed out as everybody else. Well, not even Richard Rome was stressed. Well, he was when he was like, Give me my Cadillac Um, but he just seems like, Hey man, I'm just I'm just here yeah. just trying to do a <laughs> do a good job. So he was like he played the every man and yeah. the everyman sometimes is a boring role in movies, but it's very quintessential because it allows us to kind of see the ebbs and flows of what is going on in a story. Yeah. Through yeah. That person's eyes.
1: Kind of like how, how good Richard's doing and you get to see how bad uh, Sheldon's. Doing. Exactly. Right. Exactly. He's kind of in the middle. He's the control of the situation.
0: And I, I love it at the end. He just gets back on the phone to try to make a sale. <laughs> you know I mean? like, he's just like, yo, I'm just got to close. Got to <laughs> close. I'll <man." laughs> be closing. All right, we got Ed Harris as Dave Moss. He's an office salesman as well. He has some ill intentions, though. Uh, he did not like the conversation that uh, Blake had with yeah. them. So he was about to steal the contracts <laughs> that Blake dropped off. Yeah. Um, you know, that was his idea. That was his plan. We don't ever see the theft happen. Right. A, th- a theft does happen. Um. But... You know, we think it's, and that's why that's why I like that he wasn't in the second act too, because the entire time you're like, of course it was this guy. He talked about it. He's yeah. the only one who talked about doing it. Yeah, now he's not at work. Yeah, <laughs> like, come on, this is not sketch at all, right? <laughs> yeah. Trying to do the damn thing. Yeah, uh, but he's the only one who like stepped up and talked back to Blake and was like, yeah. you can't treat us like that, man." Um, he's probably mo- he he and Harris at the time was a younger man than the rest of them so you know he represents that next generation of like I'm gonna take your shit bro yeah how much money you you have it didn't work but he tried did not work at all (laughs) (laughs) All right, here just two people I do want to talk about here we got Kevin Spacey as John Williamson the office manager and his staff just hates him
1: yeah he's he's apparently not good at his job (laughs) Um, I don't know what, what your job is as an office manager in this situation other than handling paperwork for everybody, give, right? Give them the good leads. Yeah, I mean, you, you give them that part and they do everything else and they come back with a contract. Yep. Signed on the dotted line contract. I mean, he was just kind of... Uh, he was trying to be like this manager, but nobody really respected him (laughs) liked him he was also
0: it was also some nepotism in there as far as like he was some kids he was some like higher ups like uh kid cousin or or brother or something that you know got him a job so did you really work to get into that position right to that role um and then it's like the office dynamics you like this guy
1: yeah and that's like one of those things where like you're the manager but you know you're not the one really making the money, it's the salesmen that are doing it you're just and getting that's, a cut of that yeah, yeah, and that's why they're you know very disrespectful to them.
0: They almost sort of like they're they're salesmen, so they're you know they're not traditionally blue collar workers, but in the grand scheme of like the dynamic within that office, they are the blue collar workers and he's the, the white collar guy, you yeah. know what I mean who's just sitting behind the desk they're actually in the trenches in the fields i, I Sheldon went to somebody's house. This 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 play was written in the 80s. Yeah. Door-to-door salesman. Come in out of the rain, sit down, let's
1: have a conversation. What? Yeah, a guy a guy came to my house trying to sell me a security system and uh, I was like, "Can you can you please get off my porch?" Sir? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that t- so that does happen <laughs> all the time here. Yeah. Um well, but it, but it's for like stuff for my current home.
1: Yeah. Well, the I won't say the company, but the The previous owner they, ha- they had a security they have not system. endorsed this yet, guys. So. Yeah, the previous owner had a security system, so when they cut it off, it was CPI, in. They came guys. back and were trying to. It was CPI. <laughs> it actually, was not <laughs> it was not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it came back and was like, "Yeah, I'm, you can you can get off my porch, please." <laughs>
0: So it didn't even like inter- entertain. Well, well, he was
1: he was like, yeah, I like to come in and check out, you know, what systems already in the house and stuff. I'm like, yeah, you can you can leave. Please. Yeah, that's
0: like I don't want you to do that. Yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Like I have, you should,
1: you should know what's in this house. I have. <laughs> this is your system that that y'all installed. You should know what's in here. You don't need to come in my house.
0: So do y'all currently do you have the system? Is it activated or not?
1: No. Use the
0: ring stuff. Hey guys, uh, so Javi's address is uh, <laughs> we'll see, one. We'll ni- see you. We'll see you. One nine nine two, Glen Gary Glen Ross Lane. Okay, go get him. Um,
1: um, but yeah, I just kind of like asked him to get off my porch because nobody need to be in my house. Door to door salesman, man. That's wild. Yeah, it's
0: still a thing. Uh, and they're getting, they're not like, you know, Jack sh- uh Shelby the Machine was an older guy. Yeah. These kids are super young,
1: man. Yeah, this guy was. Was driving like a really, really old, like almost about to fall apart car. So, I assume he wasn't very good at his job. No, not at all. That was the first thing. Like, he didn't have a company car. So, that was kind of like, you should just leave. He is definitely uh,
0: (laughs) not ABCing, okay?
1: (laughs) Definitely not.
0: But I I thought that was definitely wild here. But, like, even, but yeah, like going back to Kevin Spacey, good in, in the role, but I, you know, I felt for the, a salesman more than I felt for him like I like, screw this guy yeah he doesn't understand what we do even when Shelley and and Richard are running the bit on, on James Link you know like you said earlier he <laughs> screws it up <laughs> screws up the entire thing
1: so excited about it
0: <laughs> but then like Sheldon like lays into him too like, like Richard does Yeah, then Sheldon does too and I'm just like I have no respect for this kid yeah they have no respect for this guy, man. Wow. All right, here. And then we got the voice of the customer here. We got Jonathan Price as James Link, uh, Roma's customer. And, you know, Roma does a fantastic job of, you know, smooching him and getting him to close a deal in that first act. And I honestly didn't think it was going to see him in the second act. Right? Like yeah, yeah. He, Roma just came in. Big hot shot, like give me my damn Cadillac. I'm good to go. I, I closed, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and to see like James Link come in, you're like, oh yeah, this guy definitely swindled him, right? Yeah, definitely he, lied to him. He,
1: uh, I mean, did he lied about what the check being able to be, uh, held or the he, check being held for a few days to figure it all out?
0: It was like a, it was a masterclass of not telling the truth, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like... He's a salesman. And, and like, <laughs> but, like, he let, he let James talk, and whatever James said, he had a rebuttal. Yeah. Right? And I guess that is the master class of a good, sleazy salesman who will sit back, allow you to speak. Just kind of deflect. Deflect it and give a BS answer. Exactly about why you need to why this is already done. Why you need to make this happen still. Yeah. Um, You know, I've I've seen this in with Wall Street. I've seen this type of character in. You ever seen Boiler Room? Yeah. Fantastic. Great movie. Um, I need to watch that again. Actually, (laughs) um, might actually watch it tonight. There you go. But you know, I, I I see it with those as well they probably got that idea and that writing from this character James Link and um, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross and seeing that person but it's very important yeah to know that these guys are screwing somebody over yeah for themselves that's That's exactly
1: what Rich is doing man yeah uh, yeah, John Price he's man he's been around for a minute huh oh yeah he's been in all kinds of stuff jeez
0: Goat, man. He was the villain in Tomorrow Never Dies. 1997,
1: baby. James Bond. Let's go. He's also in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. Um, what else was he in? Um, G.I. Joe. Uh, he did play the president. <laughs> he Joe. He yeah. did play the president. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's been in a lot of movies, man. That's awesome. I like seeing him around. I've never seen him in a movie at this point. Time of his life. Usually, he's a you know older fella. Yeah, so that was really uh, cool to see him with a full full head of hair. <laughs> <laughs> that was really cool. Uh, <laughs> All
0: right, man. So, um, I, I like that it was kind of like obscure about where this was taking place, right? And it was just rainy and dreary the entire time. I I really did enjoy that look where it sometimes felt claustrophobic in the film mm. <clears throat> them in the bar, them in the car talking there even when uh sheldon is in that guy's house which was super weird to me still but super awkward uh and the guy's just like trying to deflect and be like really nice about it until he had to be very very mean like that's how the that's how you handle these door-to-door salesmen every time uh, but I did like the, the look and feel of this movie, even for '92. Man, it's an uh, adapted play, so yeah, uh, they got they got this off, man. Um, all right, <clears throat> themes, themes. Uh, basically, corporate American doesn't give a damn about the little man, and all they are is a employee. We need to go out and do our bidding, so we can get fat, rich, more. Um, it's, the, it's
1: American dream, man. That's
0: the American dream <laughs> right there, right? That's, that's have other people make your money for you, exactly. Um, and these guys will basically do anything in their power to make sure that they do that, yeah, um, for fear of losing their job, for fear of not being relevant anymore,
1: or or give awards. Or also get, can get, give a car. I yeah. Give him a car, right? Yeah. You know, sometimes I'll, they do some decent things. I I'll guess I would have been cool with the steak knives. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, a caddy. I'm just gonna caddy. Get some steak knives.
0: You enjoy your caddy, bro. <laughs> I gotta cut slice some steaks. Slice up this steak. <laughs> slice these biscuits <laughs> up. Um. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's what, what this movie's about, <laughs> yeah. man. It's it's like corporate greed is in there, but also like pushing your employees to the brink that they'll do something wild as hell. Yes. Um, is what this movie is about. One lies, one steals. Right? And then you have Alan Arkin that walks in every five minutes. What's going on, guys? <laughs>
1: Clueless. <laughs> Just <laughs> other guy mad.
0: Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, team, so let's start a quick conversation about Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. JV. Yes, sir. Uh, Like we said at the top, but uh, go ahead and give us your thoughts already, (laughs) sir.
1: Uh, So this this movie was about about salesmen. Uh,
0: You hate uh, salesmen. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, It was... Give it up for the actors, but the the movie, man, it's just so... it's, It's a... For me, it's a boring. It was boring. Yeah, it was super boring. I, I hear you. It's just it's just four guys talking about selling property. <laughs> <laughs> There's you know, not a lot for me to work with there. Yeah. Um, but you do get some cutscenes with you know just listening to Al Pacino talk. Fantastic. Yeah. You know, just just storytelling is is something he has in. <laughs> him. <laughs> it's something he has in him that's just fantastic. Yeah. Um, and everybody else, you know, they they did their thing, man, but. For me, this one's gonna get uh, two buckets of popcorn. Okay. Uh, it's kind of boring. Listen, these guys talk about you know their problems with selling property. I'm sorry, that's where where I'm at with it. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> what deal. about you?
0: Good deal, man. Um, all right. So uh, this is a look into the pressure cooker life of real estate salesmen, sales <laughs> salespeople in, in general, and tactics that the higher ups take to get them to sell more. Yeah. Um, they're assholes to them. Yeah. Uh, they're mean to them. Um, they resort to, like we said earlier, they resort to doing things as far as stealing yeah. and lying, and cheating, just to go ahead and close the deal.
1: I feel like this is just something everybody's been through in life. Of course. Yeah. And,
0: you know, almost risking their sanity for it. Uh, you know, Sheldon the Machine, Shelly the Machine, yeah, is, is known to be that guy and he can't anymore, So he resorts to doing something that is beyond him. Yep. Um, I like that, man. This this has a a great cast, a great tight script, um, scene stealing performances from Alec Baldwin and and Al Pacino. Mm, Yeah, Uh, this gets four buckets popcorn for me, man. Okay, this is this was a only an hour forty, and it told me exactly what I need. Oh yeah, to to know, man. To like, don't be a damn salesman. (laughs)
1: Just just do it.
0: And I don't know how these guys.
1: I don't know how these guys did this, man. Yeah, but when they're good and they get it done, they make boatloads of money. You're right, man. But it's but, but it's like, it's like, like sporadic, but right? Like, even
0: like Roma, right? It was very, like, how, I don't, how do you go home and live with yourself? Oh, I mean, yeah, I yeah, yeah like, I guess he's like Scrooge McDuck yeah, and he he's just, swimming in it, whatever. <laughs>
1: he's in Cadillac and he goes, <laughs> he on his silk <laughs> sheets. <laughs> he goes, puts on his silk pajamas and goes, lays in silk sheets. Ah. <laughs> Get to go. Get to go. <laughs>
0: oh man so like that that's what's tough man like, yeah just I, if yeah you're right if you're good you're good but just
1: morals
0: right stealing yeah, and then lying to some like that's why i couldn't be a salesman because like i don't like you know this product is shit <laughs> right 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 so like i okay so i i stay at the Wyndham when i go on vacations and everything right and then Always try to sell more
1: points. We're going to get some free rooms out of that call out, right? <laughs>
0: exactly. Yes.
1: <laughs> email that to them. We're uh, moving upon a Gmail. Let's go. <laughs> send us
0: them points, yeah, send but the rooms, in timeshares. But um, they always try to sell me more points. And I've been to like multiple of the presentations, and some of the guys are just like, you don't want this. They're just straight up honestly. I'm just gonna show you I'm just gonna show you what we have to offer. I know you're not gonna buy it. Well okay. they know the deal. They know the deal. They probably
1: know they probably know who their um target. audience is. Their target target audience is gonna exactly. be people who are gonna retire. People who you know older people who's just got expendable money exactly. for whatever reason. No, that's not a good investment as a young person to do something like that anyways. No.
0: Yeah. So, um, then there's those guys who would lie, cheat, and say, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. You can go anywhere. And so, me knowing Wyndham, I go, I want to stay at a Wyndham in Charleston. Yeah. Is there a Wyndham in Charleston? Oh, Mm -hmm. we don't have a direct Wyndham, but we can, can stay at this hotel and use your points. And so, like. I, I already know that this dude's lying to me because I've tried that with my current mm. points, right? Where they will do anything in their power to go ahead and ABC. They want to stay yeah. relevant. They want to get that Cadillac, well, right? one, They don't once want it's, those damn steak
1: knives. Once it's out of their hands, then I worry about it anymore, Exactly. Right? Yep. You go to customer service and worry about that. It isn't exactly. directed to him anymore. You go right over to this, desk, they'll go ahead and check yeah, yeah, you out yeah. with, <laughs> that, with that package that I sold you. Gotta go. Thank you for doing business yeah. with me and uh, paying for my cruise yeah. for the
0: next two years. <laughs> Yes. Nah man. Yeah, uh, I'll give this one four buckets of popcorn. All right. All right, team. Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode talking through Glenn, Gary, Glenn Ross. Next week, we'll be discussing the Spider-Verse sequel we all have been waiting for. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Catch that in a the theater near you.
1: Yeah. Like always, I'm Clyde Smith. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I am Clyde B. Smith. I'm Javier Villalobos. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr J 8200 Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Like always... Always be closing.